It's the next level. Every day, every minute of every day, the human body is exposed to countless microorganisms that could end our fragile function. Well, that tracks. It's New York City. The spleen, the glorious, often overlooked, but never overwhelmed spleen, protects us from all of them. So I'm guessing not having one, it's kind of a negative. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. Panels to Pixels, Jessica Jones, Season 3, Episodes 3 and 4. Everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And right now we're going on to episodes three and four. So yes. we got a lot going on in these two episodes, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So episode three is entitled AKA I Have No Spleen. It's pretty, you know, pretty straightforward, simplistic. Uh, that's true. Uh, no, I have a spleen. Jessica Jones doesn't have a spleen anymore. Uh, so, anyway, so after uh, Jessica, you know, she finds out the name of the guy we saw at the very end of episode two. Uh, Trish gives her the name of the guy, Andrew Brandt, and uh, she wants to uh, uh, to find this guy. But she also finds out that she's had a splenectomy. Yes, I did not know that was what it was called, a splenectomy. <laughs> so her spleen has been removed, and uh, she leaves the hospital against medical advice. Uh, she's going to have to learn how to live without a spleen. I did look it up, and I may, I don't know if I put it in my notes or not, but if not, uh, we'll talk about what it means to not have a spleen. Jerry reignites an old with an old flame from college. Jess continues hunting for Andrew Brandt. She finds out where he is selling the statue by using Jerry's name and her law firm. Uh, but in the end, she finds out that Andrew was not the one that stabs her. And she lets Trish uh, hand him over or send him to jail. And at the end, the very end, she discovers that the person that she had was going to have sex with that night, he was the actual target of the stabber. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Our top fives. Uh, my number five for this episode is just seeing Jessica in this weakened state. Uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit at the end of uh, our last episode that uh, that she's never had this kind of been mortally wounded before. I thought they did a great job with the makeup and with Christian Ritter's acting throughout this whole thing. The doctor, you know, he's all smiles and trying to give her his explanation, but that was still unnerving to me the way he was trying to joke around with her. And, uh, you know, we see again that her not hiding her identity it's both good and bad because the doctor says to her, well, even though you have powers, this is going to be a problem for you that obviously you're not going to grow back another spleen. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought that was interesting that that idea of she's a hero, but now she's got this weakened uh, system. Yeah. Weak node system. Yeah. And she's not Wolverine. She can't grow it back. Apparently. It's true. <laughs> My number five would be Jessica's still persistent at doing her job to find her assailant. She never gives up, you know, but always keeps people at arm's distance while doing so. 
you know, without a spleen, she still needs to keep up the good fight in her mind. <laughs> and yeah. what does a spleen do anyway? Okay, so, yeah, what does a spleen do? <laughs> um, so I did look this up a little bit. I'm not, I am not going to say that I'm an expert in, uh, but apparently, so your spleen is part of your immune system. Uh, so it, it, it works in conjunction with the lymph nodes and your liver to to help filter the body. In fact, I've got the quote later on uh, to where she says the liver and the lymph nodes can do everything the spleen does. It's essentially a redundant organ. That's not actually true. So don't, don't people don't go out there getting rid of your spleen because you need or a spleen. Yeah, you need a spleen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's essentially it, it helps with with uh, keeping your immunity up and, and keeping your basically staying healthy, basically. Oh. Um, my number four is uh, Costa wanting to investigate Jessica's case. And I I loved, you know, her insisting that she isn't a victim just because her name is on his files. And he knows that she's going to search for the guy, but he's really wanting to, to treat her. And, you know, throughout the episode, this kind of becomes a theme of people calling her a victim and her, you know, taking offense at that, that no, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight like you, like you just said. Yeah. Uh, that would be my number four. Yes. Uh, basically, Hogarth's pursuit of her college roommate slash lover. Uh, it was a casual conversation about past issues and Hogarth trying to resolve what had happened between her and her former roommate. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting, um, like, kind of delve into her character it, where when they have that... Um, is it in this episode or the next episode where they have their little dinner? I think it was in, in this episode uh, where they, they have their their little lunch meeting where yeah. Kith, Kith doesn't eat. And you know Jerry, she says, what happened to Wendy? And Jerry says, well, I married her. And then I cheated on her. And then she died. You know, And yeah. you can see from Kith's reaction, you can see that the impression I got anyway was that she and Jerry broke up because she started – Jerry started cheating on her with Wendy. And so now this reveal is is kind of that Jerry's kind of been in this pattern of getting into a relationship and then cheating on the person and then going with the person that she cheated with until that relationship ends. And so I, I, I thought that was really an interesting reveal of Jerry's character kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. It, we've, we see more of Hogarth as a person and who they are, which... You know, concerns me because usually anytime you see something like that in these shows, <laughs> they kind of die. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> interesting. But uh, in, in her case, she is dying. But. She is dying, and and you know, I kind of, I almost wondered um, over these these two episodes if there's kind of a backhanded kind of thing of where she's trying to get back into this relationship with this girl, this woman, because she knows that this woman will take care of her. You know, because as we see in the next episode, the the uh, caregiver, uh, whatever salesman, uh, is telling her all these things that she's going to need to have. Um, but that leads us to my number three, which is Jessica's assistant uh, kind of lining up her meds and all of her appointments for her. And she seems it really seems like she cares for Jess. At least she cares for her as a boss. Like, I'm not saying that they're friends or anything, because obviously that was Jessica made that point uh, earlier that she doesn't want an assistant who she cares about, but at least this assistant cares about her 
you know, kind of as a boss and, and doesn't want her to die. And, and so she gives her the meds and she insists that, that uh, Jessica drinks water. And so she pours a little bit of water into her whiskey. I thought that was, uh, that, that was great. Uh, and uh, the fact that Hogarth, when she came in, she recognizes the meds that Jessica is taking. And um, so I, I thought that was, that was kind of interesting. She recognizes the meds, the specific meds, or because she knows what uh, Jessica is going through, she knows what meds she would be taking, something like that. Yeah. And, and on top of that, when her secretary was, uh, after she does the splash with the water, <laughs> Jessica looks at it. It says, eat, uh, uh, take with food yeah. as well. So, which leads me to my number three, uh, the burger that the guy left for her. You know, she eats it because she has to take it with food. Yeah. And then she lies about it, as per <laughs> usual with Jessica. Cautious as, you know, she's always cautious as usual with uh, sh- who she lets in. She, you know, she liked it, though, and, you know, and liked him, apparently. Yeah, she does admit by the end of the episode that it was it was a good burger and, and that she owes him 50 bucks or whatever the, the, yeah. uh, the, the bet was for. So uh, that brings us to my number two. Which and and on the second viewing, I saw this even more that when Jessica caught is she's caught uh, Trish kind of following her. We can see that uh, Jessica's kind of like looking in mirrors and looking in shop windows, and she can see Trish behind her. And um, you know, she tries to get away from Trish, but then she passes out. And I love that that Trish kind of follows her, calls the ambulance for her, and tells the 911 operator, make sure you tell the paramedics that she doesn't have a spleen. Because she notices, I'm assuming, she noticed that Jessica had ripped off her medical alert bracelet. Yes. You know, so uh, I thought that was that was interesting is that we're seeing Trish kind of, you know, we've seen her try to become a, a hero. She's tried to become a PI. She's not really good at it, though. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> She's a... Uh... She's a novice. Yeah, <laughs> at, yeah, exactly. If anything. Uh, my number two would be <clears throat> Malcolm giving Jessica the knife that he hid from the police, you know, after she got stabbed. And he's looking out for her, basically. You know, he's still there for her, if need be, and caring. But, you know, but he did it also for himself in some way. But you could tell, you know, in the end, he still cares. Yeah, and that was another one of those interesting points that that when I watched it for the second time, I got a little bit more, I I realized something more. He, not only did he take that knife, stealing evidence, but he also says he had it checked out and that there's no prints on it. Mm -hmm. And so not only did he tamper with the crime scene... But now he's tampered with the evidence. So if if they ever did, and so we can see that it makes me wonder if maybe it's kind of it's just weird. Malcolm's character in this in these episodes has kind of gone back and forth between you know wanting to be the good guy, the crusader, but mm-hmm. then doing things that are a little shady because basically he's setting up for Jessica to be able to find the person who stabbed her and deal with that person, you know? Um, and, and so it just, it was interesting to me that, that, and especially when we get to the next episode and we find out what happens with that knife. So, Hmm. So, um, does that bring me us to my number one? 
Yes. Uh, I talked about it briefly in my uh, my synopsis. Is just that big reveal that Eric, the guy she met, is the was the actual person <laughs> that the guy wanted to stab. And it, again, it was one of those things that I didn't notice it on the first watch, but you can see. When she's talking to Eric, when Eric comes to her door and he's checking up on her, and he's she's and he's standing kind of in that same position as where the stabber was, and he kind of grabs her, and you see, and at first I thought maybe she thought like that he knew the person who had done it or something like that, but then I realized that she saw the look in the eye of the person who stabbed her when he saw Eric behind her. And that's how she knew that he was the actual target because he sees that the guy recognizes Eric behind her. Yeah. And that's how she figures out that he was the actual target. So I, I thought that was another one of those interesting reveals that uh, uh, that he was the actual target. And she's like, well, who wants to kill you? Which yeah. leads us, which is going to lead us right into the next episode. Exactly. Well, what was your what was your number one? Well, definitely would be Eric showing up at yeah. Jessica's door, you know, after the text stating that if she liked the burger, she would answer the phone. And obviously she did. And then, you know, the talk about spleens and what they do, which is a <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's that's one of those cool guy moves that you only see actually work in in movies and TV shows where the, well, I'm outside your door, actually, where in real life, if one of us try to do that to a girl I'm outside your door yeah, you're, no, you're stalking she's, me <laughs> yeah, she's calling the cops going hey, there's some guy standing outside my door texting me <laughs> you know um, I guess that's one of those cool guy moves that only is going to work in a TV show so <laughs> um, I already gave uh, one of my quotes which was the, the liver thing um, so what was one of your quotes uh, that would be from Trish saying vengeance not is is not justice that's not what a hero does and jessica's saying you've been a hero for five minutes i've been one half my life and then trish's retort would be you've been super jess that's a difference which is true because she if you look at jessica she's just been using and utilizing her powers and that's her strength but you know She's never really been a hero. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty good. That's a good – I did not pick up on that. Um, I I was really confused by that line, and now the way you explain it, I understand it now because it – both times watching it, I heard Tris say that line. I was like, what does she mean? Is she – like I I had all sorts of weird thoughts of what she meant by that line, but now I understand what you're saying. She's saying that Jess is super, but she's not a hero. So exactly. I, I, yeah, that's that's great. That's great. Um, the the only other um, quote that I have before we get to your last one was uh, that when Malcolm is talking with his girlfriend and she sees that uh, he's pissed blood and he kind of tries to throw it off and she's like, "Well, I don't typically p- piss blood, so it's a big deal." <laughs> and <laughs> it's kind of a big deal, Malcolm. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, gotta have that look. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, what was your last your last quote there? Uh, the doctor saying to Jessica, your body has spleen better days. <laughs> I just, I, you know, that that's guy. typical doctor humor, but <laughs> that was a bit sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you had a, an additional note. I did. And it, it kind of, it plays right into your note as well Is just that whole, that whole idea of the kind of, she's having this kind of PTSD flashbacks of, uh, of her attack. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, wondering if that's going to continue, through the entire series or if it's just going to kind of be, 
you know, just during this, this one episode, if we're going to see more of that, uh, that's kind of what I was, what I was thinking about. Yeah. My, yeah. Since you already brought that up, my other little note would be Jessica's assistant. I, I already like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody who gives her a little bit of attitude and, you know, and it kind of reminds me of Foggy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, except for that, the relationship between Matt Murdock and Foggy was a little bit closer. But of course, then they they distance themselves as well. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's that's an interesting. Uh, we got to go back and do Daredevil. I think. Well, I don't we know. haven't I, done I, three. I know. <laughs> we haven't done <laughs> any of Daredevil. <laughs> we didn't do. We didn't do any of Daredevil. I know. We should just uh, recap. Oh, the just, just first recap the first two. We yeah, and we'll do season three. Once preacher, once preacher ends, we'll see. We but also there's a new one on on Amazon that I want to talk to you about. Anyway, um, so <laughs> let's let's get to episode four, which is AKA customer service is standing by. Oh, uh, we did as we've been talking about the titles. Jessica does say at the very end of that episode three, she says the the words "I have no spleen." So she yeah. said the episode title. Here in episode four is called AKA Customer Service is Standing By. And uh, I just got a short little synopsis because there's a whole bunch in this episode that I, I want to talk about. It's just that Jessica continues to search for the person who stabbed her. We find out uh, new things about Eric and uh, the big bad for the season. I believe the big bad for the season is revealed. And Malcolm makes some new strides in his employment, employment with Jerry. Hmm. So, Mark, what was your number five for episode four? We find out that Eric has abilities as well. I'm curious to where he gets them, though. <laughs> uh, he can sense people, you know, are bad and have, you know, done bad things that revolve around them through feeling. Uh, it gives him extreme headaches like a migraine. He he used to blackmail people, and that's really, and hence why Jessica was attacked. <laughs> it was his fault. Yeah, and this was my number five as well. Eric calls it his asshole radar, <laughs> or or she calls it. I can't remember which one of them uses those words to describe it. And it really seemed like he can't turn it off. That's why he says that that he has these vices because the only way that he can quiet it is through gambling, drinking, or sex. Um, you know, even when he was walking around the streets, he could feel as he walked past people. And um, you know, he he tells Jessica about this blackmail business, like you just mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought it was it was interesting that again, like I said, you bring up the fact that where did he get this power, and we don't know yet. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it is interesting that it's not a power that he can he can't turn it off, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really like unless you have the investigative abilities, like what Jessica shows us in this episode. Really, what are you going to do with that? You can't just go to the police and go, oh, that's a bad guy. I know he's a bad guy. I can feel that he's a bad guy. I don't know what he's done. I don't know what he's going to do, but I can feel that he's a bad guy. You know, it just, it seems like... It, it, I have good it, intuition. It, yeah, yeah. It just seems like a power that you would you would need to couple it with either a partner or with something else. Or, you know, like he's been doing, basically just leaving notes about, you know, well, I know what you did. Um which that just doesn't it just doesn't seem to me i guess if you're talking about people that have really done criminal bad things those kind of notes would would push them to pay uh the extortion so yeah okay and on top of that uh we also met somebody else who cannot turn off their powers 
as well. Kilgrave. That's right. Kilgrave was the same way. He couldn't, he, he had to be very careful about what he said and, and, and stuff to people. So you're right. That's very similar to Kilgrave. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if he was, his powers were made or mm, he, yeah. maybe, maybe he was a mutant. I, you know, there's no real talk about the incident in New York City or anything like that. So, and yeah. certain people are gaining abilities ever since the first Avengers. Yeah. We don't get, we don't get references to the, to the MCU in this, in this, not so far anyway that I've watched. We have, I really, think they mentioned like, uh, you're not Captain America or something like that. Right. But I mean, I mean, the overall incidents, like, like in Luke Cage, you know, they specifically talked about the incident. Yeah, like you said, from Avengers one and stuff like that. We've heard them reference some of these things. It, just in this season, at least, they haven't referenced any of those actual occurrences. Yeah. So, what was your number four? My number four would be Eric working with Jessica to track down her attacker. You know, she using him and his powers to help in, with the investigation. And it's pretty funny to watch them work together <laughs> with it. You know, him track, they track down the money drops and, you know, they're able to narrow down who they got. Yeah, this was my number four as well is just the fact that, that we, like I said, we see that Jessica, she's kind of exposing these crimes and it really doesn't take a lot of detective work. You know, like the, the first, the first guy, she sees the doll in the, in his apartment. And so she realizes that there's something there's, it's not insurance fraud. It's something worse than that. And so she goes in and she finds the pictures and, and finds the guys, a, a you know, kitty, uh, doing pedophile. Yeah. He's a pedophile, yeah. uh, or he's producing kitty porn or whatever it is. It's still horrible. And she yeah. calls the police on him and then they go to the next, the, the next place. And she just, she, I mean, she kind of, she doesn't really, I don't think she hurt the woman, but she threatens her enough that the woman admits how much money she stole from this company. And so we find out that it's, it's not, you know, the woman first tries to kind of play it off and go, well, I needed the money for my mom's operation and I was out of money for this and I had to help with this. And then suddenly Jessica's realizing that those are things that would not set off Eric's, you know, his, his power the way it has. And so she, gets deeper and she finds out what this woman actually did. And so then she walks out and uh, I like the, 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 the moment when Jessica, after they they've caught the pedophile and she said, that's the most heroic thing that she's done in like a year. And yeah. it only took less than two hours or something, something to yeah. that, to that effect. Um, so I thought that was, that was really good. And he, you know, there's that whole conversation once they, when they realize that okay, it's the third guy. This the third person didn't pay the money, so he must be the one who stabbed, who came after Eric to try and kill him. And Jessica says she's going to go get him, and he kind of reveals how you know how really bad this guy is, how how bad the guy made him feel, and he doesn't want to go. And he also reveals to Jessica about his own kind of disillusionment with with being a hero with saying he tried to do the things that she's doing. He tried and it just didn't work. He just kept, it was the impression I got from him was he felt like the little Dutch boy, you know, sticking, mm. he, 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 he found all these holes in the dike, but he couldn't, he couldn't fill them all. And so he just gave up and he's not going to, he's not going to do anything to try to help people. He's just going to help himself, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was that was an interesting conversation that they had because Jessica is kind of sh- struggling with that same disillusionment of being a hero as well. 
Yeah. And, and, and oddly enough, you think about it with the conversations, it's pretty much a, a whole getting to know you with mm-hmm. Eric at this point. So I don't know if it would be a possible love interest or anything, because obviously, you know, they don't, you know, she's not around Luke. She's not around mm-hmm. anybody else that would be a possibility. She's pretty much on her own. And this guy just comes out of the blue, but yet she's helping him and to help herself. But they seem to be working well together. And there was that mutual attraction, I believe, from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I believe that brings us to your number three. Yeah, Hogarth dealing with the ALS and the downfall of its symptoms. She's not ready to change her life over this illness yet. She had the woman come into her house and set up the rails and everything in the ba- in the bathroom for the toilet. Something about using a cane, and then Hogarth just like kicks her out. Yeah, I had I, I had similar see. conversations because I've, I, for those that don't know, I have really bad knees, and I, uh, in fact, I, I have one knee that eventually is going to have to be replaced. I've got another knee that's had like three or four surgeries on it, and because of that, I, I have not not ALS, but I, I have really bad arthritis in my knees. And so getting up and down. So when she said the thing about, well, you got to get rid of these rugs because they're a tripping hazard. When she said, uh, you know, all this furniture is too low. You're going to have to get, why don't you get a big lacy boy? (laughs) I had to chuckle because that was one thing I did this year was I went ahead and bought a big lazy boy. That's high off the ground that I can get in and out of easier because my knees being as bad as they are. So, uh, so I can, I can kind of sympathize with, with Jerry in this, that she has a disease that she knows eventually she's going to have to have care. She's going to have to have, if not 24 hour care, she's still going to have to have somebody because the way I understand ALS is it can come on, you know, like a snap of the finger. It well, can pretty much like that first encounter she had in the bedroom. Right. Where she, she just fell. fell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just kind of lose control. And then eventually, sometimes it comes back, but they all eventually it's not. You know, and yeah. that's that's the scary thing about ALS. Does that bring us to my number three? Yes. Yes. Uh, my number three is just Trish uh, getting caught by Malcolm in his office, uh, or what I, I'm assuming is his office when she's trying to find out about the the loan sharks that are hurting Eric. And so she reveals to him that the surgery worked. And, you know, it, it seemed like she could kind of tell or that he could kind of tell that she was doing what he wanted to do. But he couldn't tell her that, you know, that we saw him do that with the baseball guy where he crashed the guy's car. And we don't know how many other times he's tried to do some of those things where he's tried to take their clients that are sleazy and getting out of these crimes and do something about it. And now here's Trish wanting to do something about it. You know, she says, you, your firm protects these people. And I want to expose them. And so you could kind of see, and that's where I go back to my, my kind of going back and forth about Malcolm is I don't know, is he trying to be a good guy? Is he trying to be a bad guy? Is he trying to kind of work in the middle to where everybody's happy? You know, what exactly is, is he doing there? Because then, you know, he tells Trish, he's going to call the, the guards, the security, if she doesn't, if she doesn't get out. Yeah. And on top of that, she didn't like what he had to say because what he did for her Mm -hmm. and she goes well remind me never to call you to do that again yeah and but that was something that she was looking to do as well Mm -hmm. and in some respects not as vicious but you know that's exactly where he had to go in order to make things work yeah uh that would lead me to my number two yes uh that would be trish being 
the Hellcat she is in trying to help Jessica and Eric, but only to severely injure her mother, uh, the mother of the people holding Eric hostage, and pay his debt, you know, while trying to do what she thought was right. You know, her falling down, what was it on something, and it just went right through her. Yeah, I think it was like a crowbar that she was trying to attack Trish with, and when Trish threw her to the ground, the crowbar punctured her you know, in her abdomen or, or something like that. And, you know, it, it is, that's one of those things where at the end we do hear Trish call the emergency room and ask how she is and find out that, okay, yeah, she's okay. She's going to live, you know, but it's that same idea that what we're seeing is we're seeing this kind of new hero who doesn't really know what she's doing. She's just kind of blundering around, yep. you know, using her powers and trying to to solve crimes, I mean, she did get the statue guy. Uh, eventually, she got him, and the the police took him. And she got you know she the left the evidence there when Jessica Jessica tied him up. And so she's had some success as a hero, but then here it's, it seems like every time she takes a step forward, she takes two steps back. Well, yeah, and on top of that, with the statue guy, it was Jessica that got the statue out, right? As well, and then her anger towards Jessica, saying you're trying to steal my thunder, or my, <laughs> you know, yeah, she got to it at first, and there was that whole banter about, you know, who who's a real investigator and who's right. not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But she does. But I mean, Jessica still gives her the collar sort of thing because Costa, you know, Costa asks, who's your friend and who's your masked friend? Cause that's what the, that's what Andrew Brandt had said, had told the police, well, it was Jessica Jones and a masked hero yeah. that, that yeah. caught me. So, um, yeah, my number two, who's your daddy? My, who's your daddy and what does he do? Uh, my daddy looks at vaginas all day long. No, um, uh, um, <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, my number two, my number two is uh, the bad guy. And uh, I, as Jessica was going through his apartment and she's seeing all these books and she's seeing all these diplomas and all these awards and things, I kind of got a Lex Luthor kind of vibe. Uh, and I don't think we've seen that kind of, of villain in the, 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 the MCU yet. I mean, maybe Kingpin to a certain extent, but Kingpin, I don't know if you can call him super smart. That I think that's what this guy is. I think this guy has like a super intelligence, but he's also psychotic. Yeah. Well, we also knew another one like that, and that was Kilgrave. But well, he yeah. just uses words. Right, right. But that's what I'm saying is we've not seen this kind of – we've not seen the super intelligent. That's what I'm saying is yeah. he had degrees on the wall. I mean this – when he when she says, you know, oh, you researched me, and he goes, no, particle physics takes research. You didn't you, – I didn't have to do any research to figure you out. You were easy. You know, basically he's saying you were easy for me to figure out. It's these other things that are that I have to – you know, these actual intellectual things. And so that's what I mean by by saying he's kind of a Lex Luthor kind of, kind of like guy. Like some sort of intelligent sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. He's just super, super intelligent. That's his power, I think. Because like I said, she saw all those degrees on the wall. He had like a psychology degree, a law degree, yep. uh no microbiology degree. He's studying worms. Weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, what was it? Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He was super, he was super intelligent. And uh, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so what is your number one? Uh, my number one would be Jessica facing her assailant. Obviously, mm-hmm. we, we just talked about that. And 
<clears throat> him being an overachiever, it seems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, that that was very much what, you know, and it just, what captured me into that moment. But of course, uh, that ends mm. with Trish and her, and Trish is on her show, and Jessica basically stating that she needs her help in her own way. And I see a power duo coming in some coming episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I This is actually my number one as well, was this idea of Trish and Jess kind of teaming up. And I loved the way Jess explains it to her because she calls the show and she says, I want to buy that sweater. And Trish, it was really kind of interesting the way Trish kind of had had to coax it out of her a little bit that she didn't, she wanted Jess to say those words, I need your help. But uh, yep. she says, I want to buy, and I wrote this down, uh, she w- says, I want to buy a clingy, smothering, and tenacious sweater, which those were the three words she had used for Trish earlier in the episode. Yeah. So I, I like that. But, you know, then there's a little bit of a twist of it that after she hangs up the phone, she says she's not looking for a partner. She's looking for a secret weapon. And, you know... um, the bad guy has left that money in, in her apartment and on one side of the bill, it says hero. And on the other side, it says fraud, you know? Oh, wow. So I thought, <laughs> uh, I thought that was it. I didn't pick that up the first time I watched it. I had to watch it the second time to realize that that's, that was the money that he, that the blackmail that Eric, the blackmailer was asking for. And it was in the same kind of bag that he had been told to leave it in probably. And like I said, then written in blood hero on one side and fraud on the other. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of quotes here. Um, and uh, one of them was when Jessica was talking to Trish and she said, there's no reason for us to double up, go find your own bad guy. And of course, <laughs> that's when she walks outside and she hears Eric on the phone uh, talking to the loan shark. And uh, then at the end, uh, or it was, yeah, at the end of the episode when she's talking to Eric in or the beginning of the episode, whenever it was. But uh, I love that fact that she says, you make my life choices look good. That's impressive. When Eric is telling her about the drinking and the gambling and the, the sex and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, so it was, it's the beginning of the episode, but she says that you make my life choices look good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this, you know, was really, these last two episodes were really good, uh, three and four. Yeah, I'm excited it, to see where it goes. I, I'm going to try to maybe tonight or tomorrow watch the next couple episodes and uh, and see where they lead. Um, what do you think, though, and I know you've watched a little further on than I have, so you may already know the answer to this question. Uh, are we going to see more of Eric, or is this kind of the last we've seen of him? Or do you not want to say because you don't want to give anything away? I don't want to say, but <laughs> I like the the idea of the character, and I like to see him more. But it seemed to me like when he disappeared for a while and came back, because mm-hmm. it looked like he wasn't there for like one episode. Okay. It kind of skipped over, if you think about it. Mm. He wasn't hardly there. And then out of the blue, he comes back. So okay. I'm hoping that happens again. Okay. All right. Like like the last minute, oh, here, here's another person I can use and right. utilize. Okay. All right. Um, well, that's not much else. Uh, got some podcast recommendations for y'all. Um, if you like Podcastica Network, House Podcastica is covering The Handmaid's Tale. And also here in the next couple of weeks, Strange uh, Indeed will start covering Stranger Things again when it comes back. I believe July 4th 
is when Stranger Things Season 3 is supposed to drop. And uh, uh, so they'll be covering that week to week. They just wrapped up Black Mirror uh, with a great episode, in my opinion. I don't know why everybody was not liking it, but the Miley Cyrus episode was amazing of Black Mirror. I uh, watch that. I loved it, man. It was great. Um, I thought it was funny, and it, it had uh, maybe it didn't have the same kind of Black Mirror type flavor that people like. Maybe that's why they didn't like it, or I'm not hmm. sure. But I thought it was really good. And so uh, they've just wrapped up Black Mirror, and uh, they'll be starting Strange. Uh, uh, Stranger Things up here in a few weeks. Uh, check out any of the podcasts on Podcastica Network or on Next Level Podcast Network, which is our podcast network that uh, Mark and I are part of. As well as Ben Beck, and he does the We Have to Go Back with Kristen, so that's a joint effort with uh, Podcastica and Next Level. That's right. That's another one that I send. I regularly send feedback to the We Have to Go Back Lost Revisited podcast um they just they should be doing episode uh, sos i think is the title of the episode a season two episode that should be dropping here this week i hope uh i sent them in feedback for it last week and they had to delay a week so uh but that podcast is great if you're a lost fan or even if you're not a lost fan catch up watch season one catch up to season two and start listening to we have to go back lost revisited yeah um, the only little bit of comic news uh, that I could state would be Zack Snyder uh, posted some odd tweet this week. Uh, this is probably going to come out later on, but it'll probably be viral anyway still. Uh, if everybody remembers Justice League, that movie, mm. apparently there were shots taken of Darkseed or Darkseid. And it was a distant shot of an army, and apparently that was in the movie at one point. And he has a panel, and you could probably see it on YouTube. And he goes in with all the stuff that he had directed that they never used once hmm. he was taken over by... I forgot who took over the actual directing. But, yeah, it it's something that everybody's petitioning, going, we want your cut of the movie <laughs> now. <laughs> So, yeah, I would say check that out, too. And we'd love to hear from you. You can submit your feedback to our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash panels to pixels. You can also email us at panels to pixels one at gmail.com. That's panels to pixels with the T.O. spelled out in the middle and the number one at the end at gmail.com. Awesome. So... Where else can where else can listeners hear us, Mark? We're talking over each other. I know. <laughs> we both have the same idea at the same time. Yeah. Uh you can hear me on the Fear of the Walking Dead talk through with Brian Malosh and Kyle. And that's on Golden Spiral Media. And Fear of the Walking Dead season five is doing really well. Uh I really love the third episode. I'm anticipating the fourth, which if a lot of you who are not subscribers to AMC Premiere, they have been launching the episodes now early, and you could watch them on Friday before it actually drops on Sunday on the app. So I recommend getting the app, not to be ahead of your friends or anything, but <laughs> that way you could watch it as many times as you want, because that's how I was able to prepare for my podcast. Yeah, I think I watched. Or, I, I think I watched episode three like four times. <laughs> yeah, 
And I, I'm like, I had to watch that again. Oh my God, that was actually really good. So I, I recommend that. So yeah, you could hear me on that podcast as well as this one. And you could hear Steve through various different podcasts from feedback that he sends. And he likes to submit a lot of voicemail. <laughs> I, I have no life. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, actually, it helps because everybody, every podcast that I that I hear you on, really anticipate your voicemail. I, I I know. I loved it. I got a lot of. Uh, if you haven't checked out uh, the the series, has finished. But uh, TV podcast industries had a podcast over the show Good Omens with our friend uh, Derek O'Neill and uh, some other overseas guys. And I got to send in them some feedback and uh, hear their lovely voices and uh, their acknowledgement of uh, so happy to hear feedback from me. Uh, so if you liked good omens or if you don't know anything about good omens, check out their podcast and go watch good omens on Amazon prime. Yeah, don't listen to everybody else that's complaining about it. Apparently, they're trying to have it removed from Netflix, even though it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and even though it's already ended and they're not doing another season. so They are? <laughs> there's nothing left. There's no more really? material. Yeah, no, Gaiman, uh-huh. uh, Terry Pratchett passed away, and Neil Gaiman uh, has said basically he's not going to write anything else. So, uh, uh-huh. so yeah, so there, there should, unless, I mean, you know, dump truck full of money to Neil Gaiman, maybe they can get him to write some more good omens but uh, no as far as i understand good omens was a, that was a one-off thing uh and uh, and they're done that was a labor of love from neil gaiman to uh rest in peace terry pratchett uh, i hope wow. i'm saying that name right um uh because before he passed away apparently that was his one request to neil gaiman was to try to get this on to tv and so he did that and he said that's it amazing so, yeah, yeah i i loved it so. It was great. I loved it. I enjoyed it. I'm a Christian and I loved it. So <laughs> <laughs> I am too, but I, I, I have that tendency of loving the idea of what would happen of this or that. And kind of like if you look at Preacher that we're going to be covering soon, that's yeah. almost similar. Oh, yeah. Preacher. Yeah. If not the roughest of it. I can't, I can't tell my friends that I'm covering Preacher. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up, Mark. All right. Well, (laughs) thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm Mark. And I'm Steve. And this is Panels to Pixels, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night.